Welcome to The Walk, a devotionals podcast led by worship leaders. We're going to jump right into today's episode featuring Laura Hackett-Park as she talks us through how she sings her way into the truth. Here we go. Hi, I'm Laura Hackett-Park. I'm a worship leader from the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, and this is my story on how I've learned to sing my way into the truth. So, I have spent the last 20 years singing anywhere between 8 and 15 hours a week at the prayer room. Our sets are two hours at a time, and we mostly sing spontaneously from the Bible. Aside from starting off the set with some known worship songs, we venture off into new territory every day. We pick a passage as a team, we have musicians play chord progressions, and we sing God's Word. It's obviously not a performance because we're making it up as we go. (laughs) Essentially, we're doing a singing Bible study where each person sings the verse and shares the revelation that they get. I want to give my top three tips on singing the Bible at the end, but I first want to share with you a story. I spent my 20s single in full-time ministry serving 50 hours a week and not getting paid. (laughs) I raised support like a missionary. And there was a couple years I was really struggling, not with the money part, because God weirdly and wonderfully always provided for me. And that was like my sign to keep going. But I was struggling on the inside. I wanted a family. I wanted an album that, you know, sold millions. I wanted to feel like I had spent my strength wisely and I had the fruit to show. One of these days in the prayer room where I was quote unquote praying, (laughs) I was mostly just complaining to God. Um, like in these, one of these boohoo moments, poor me, God just finally broke in. And he was like, I know you're really concerned about your story, but do you want to be a part of my story? And that was like a revolutionary question for me. God's story? Like, oh my gosh, I like absolutely up until that point in my life had been talking to God and reading the Bible just for myself. And what I mean by that is I was reading the Bible, but I was isolating and pulling out phrases to fit my story and my life and find encouragement and strength. And I think that that's wonderful. I think that God's word is the truth about who he is, and so you can absolutely apply passages to your own life because it's the nature of God. It's who he is. If he did it for David and Moses, he can do it for you. But this question of knowing God's story was like, wait a second, like, you have a story? Obviously you do, but I've just never stopped to think about it. (laughs) And that was like a turning point in my life. So I started to not just sing the Bible, like isolated for myself, but when I would read it, I would be like, try to read the storyline in the context. And I started to see the thread of God's desire to dwell with man, to be with us. You know, it starts in the Garden of Eden, and then you see it in his reaching for Abraham and a family and then a people. And then 
when they don't follow through, then he comes himself to the scene, you know, through Jesus and makes a way for God's family to come back together. And then he's going to come back, you know, in our future and restore the earth and establish God's kingdom on the earth. So this storyline is epic. And honestly, we're like heading towards the climax. Like we're closer than we've ever been to the coming of the Lord. So this is like a revolutionary way for me to read the Bible and be like, God, you have a plan and a purpose and it's overarching and my little story can fit into your overarching story. But you add that kind of reading the Bible, that kind of perspective, that kind of worldview, and you apply music to it and it is exponential. I mean, just from a scientific perspective, like studies show that singing and playing music can incorporate every part of your brain simultaneously. It's one of the few activities that every part of your brain begins to fire when you participate in it. It can touch your emotions. It can soothe. It is good for your body. It's like healthy on all levels. (laughs) But that's just in the natural. Then you bring in the spiritual dynamics. Biblically, music has so much power. David played anointed music and demons were cast out of Saul. Like just anointed music can shift things in the spiritual realm. Things that we can't see, but like things are happening. Um, God surrounds his throne with music. He initiates the beginning of huge cosmic events with music. It says the morning stars, the angels sang as he created the earth and as he created us. A host of angels came to a bunch of shepherds and sang at the coming of Jesus, at the birth of Jesus, the incarnation. And then the Bible, in many passages, describes the songs that are going to begin to arise out of every tribe and tongue, out of every place, songs of worship. And that would be, that's what's going to move the heart of God to stir himself like a man of war and come back and make all the wrong things right. I mean, we are, like... Us singing is powerful, and obviously things happen in the spirit and in the unseen realm that we don't always fully understand. And I just have to say to you worship leaders, don't let anyone downplay the importance of your job. Like this is more than just a couple of songs at a service to, you know, get the people in the right mood. This is like powerful. The power of life and death is on the tongue. And when we create a way for people to join in to life and truth, but then we apply music to it and it can holistically pull them out of depression, out of unbelief, out of self-pity. Like there is so much power. It is a corporate activity with God. It is There is nothing like it for the church and for God's people. And that's why it's a command in the Bible. Sing, sing. It's all over the Psalms. It's in the New Testament. And it, it, it is in our future before Jesus comes back. And so our job is so powerful before the Lord that I just have to emphasize just the power of music itself. And then we take God's word. It's like we just propelled ourselves into God's glory in a way that I really believe is his gift to this generation, even specifically. This generation is the most musical generation of all history. And it's not just because of the amount of people. The amount of people that 
can sing, that feel called to music. I mean, it is unprecedented, and it obviously is God's design. We are stepping into his story, and it's just so exciting to me. So it doesn't matter what size your congregation is. It's that the fact that you are serving the people to step into this calling of God, this high calling to sing before him. Personally, for me, it has been life-changing. And so God broke in that day for me in the prayer room where he was like, don't just think about yourself, babe. <laughs> like, I, I have so much for you in this. And as I started to sing his truth in his story, at first I didn't connect to it right away because I felt like I was a fraud if I sang something that I personally didn't feel right away. But the Lord really spoke to me about singing my way into the truth and how music was my gift to feel it more than I would if I just spoke it. You know how you can say something all day. You can be like, I will do this. But if you sing it, man, you just like, it just feels good, you know. It's what I do with my kids. I like sing things that I want them to do and they just like join in and walk along with me. Otherwise they're like, no, you know. And God's the same way. He's like, here, here's some music for you. Here's some songs. Sing your way into a place of believing and feeling it. And it is, this is my testimony. Like it has been exhilarating and I am absolutely addicted to singing the Bible. So I started to sing these phrases, catch me up in your story, all my life for your glory. My God, you're my joy. You satisfy my soul. And it was like, I didn't feel it right away, but I let the music and the melody pull me along and it became my song. And I realized months later, sometimes years later, that like, this is actually truly how I feel now. Like now I sing those songs and I'm like, this is the truth of my heart before you, God. And you pulled me here through singing my way into the truth, through singing the Bible. In the second half of our episode, Laura shares some easy steps that we can follow to sing the truth ourselves. But first, I wanted to just quickly say that we are so thankful to all of our listeners because you are the reason this podcast exists. No, seriously, we, we hear from you all the time that you want more devotional materials for your worship teams and your congregations. So that's why we created this podcast, to answer that call. And now we need your help to spread the word about these inspired devotionals and how they've impacted you. So be sure to subscribe, share, and leave us a review. Now a quick word from Lexi Fromm, the president of Worship Leader Magazine, and this episode's sponsor. Worship Leader Magazine has always represented a meeting ground for everyone to gather and learn from each other. Over the last 30 years, the title Worship Leader has come to mean different things for different folks. What it means to be a worship leader is not just the guitar player at the front of the stage. It's each person that is living out their calling from God and walking in their faith. My dad used to refer to his morning prayer time as walking in the garden. I'm excited that The Walk is the first podcast of many that holds true to our origins of celebrating diversity and encouraging all worshipers to draw nearer to God as they walk. So I just wanted to give a few practicals now because obviously it's a gift, but now it's like, okay, how do you lead a congregation into this place of enjoying and singing God's word. And I just have some simple, practical ideas for 
you know, worship teams. I call it the three R's. Repeat, rephrase, and reference. And I'll dive in. As an example, as a worship team, you guys are playing your songs for your congregation. Just save five minutes at the end of service and pick a passage together. Pick two verses, you know, Psalm 23, verses one or two, or just even one verse. And decide, okay, this is the song we're going to end with. We're going to end with How Great Is Our God. And musicians, just keep playing the chord progression to the chorus. Don't stop. Okay, and then singers, we're just going to go down the line. And number one, everyone is just going to repeat the verse, you know, and you just sing, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then the next singer, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And everybody just repeat. First R, repeat the verse. Then go down the line and rephrase. And what I mean by rephrase is just sing the verse in your own language, in the, in the way you would say it to God. You know, I like to say, you know, you are my leader and I don't need anything when I have you, you know, something like that. And all the singers just sing whatever as a way that you would say it. And a lot of times I prepare beforehand. I write down my phrase that I'm going to sing. And then the third R is reference. So what I mean by reference is you use the Bible to explain the Bible. So a great one for Psalm 23 is John 10. You know, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. So then you start to sing, Jesus, you said, I am the good shepherd. And everyone can sing their own cross-reference. I mean, after that, that, that takes about, you know, two to five minutes, depending on how fast your singers go. But even that right there is like so rich. And I promise you, you guys will be singing phrases that people will come up to you afterwards and be like, that is the exact phrase I was thinking, because we're all talking to the Holy Spirit. And so he's whispering to each of us. And when we're all talking to him, we all get on the same page. It is one of the most exciting things to sing spontaneously together as a worship team and to invite the congregation into that. And one of the best ways to invite the congregation in to end kind of the spontaneous moment is to have somebody be designated to make up a chorus at the end. And then everybody join in on the chorus and you sing it, you know, 10 to 20 times, depending on how good it feels, you know. And everybody sing, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, you know, and everybody sing it. And then... You end it, you know, the worship leader can be like, amen. And then you can go either go into another worship song or end the service, you know. But I just encourage you to press singing the Bible together as a church. I promise you it will light up your heart. It will be exhilarating. It'll lead people into truth. And it'll really awaken the spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus, Jesus talking to his people, which is his heart's desire by the Holy Spirit. And so this is my story. I have sung my way into the truth. I am hooked. I am addicted to it. It is so amazing. And I encourage you to join me. Oh, I love the three R's, and I am so grateful to Laura for being our first guest. Thank you, Laura, for sharing your heart with us. We'll actually play out today's episode with a recent song by Laura called Shalom. 
But first, a few credits. The Walk is an authentic media production produced by myself, Joshua Swanson, and Matt McCarty. Matt, big shout out, also edited our podcast today. And our theme song was created by Jacob Fairclough. All right, gang, that's it for episode one of The Walk. Here's Laura's song. What do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the TMUS podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.